Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life? Well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week to help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker and on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online, and you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. All right, all you positive heads, welcome, welcome. It's a fabulous Friday here in the studio as I record. So blessed to be here with you all yet again. I have been reading from the book that's one of my favorites, Oneness. Um, Oneness, the teachings received and transcribed by Russia. Um, I've been doing that what for a while now uh probably a month and a half straight i don't know something like that i'm getting consistent on you guys uh, i like just randomly choosing a chapter and of course it's as i put it the handbook for ascension it really gives us a great idea of what to expect as we we uh, elevate vibrationally and ascend if you will to the next greatest and grandest versions of ourselves and i read it originally maybe 10 10 years ago or so, and I've really seen a lot of it um, come to, to pass as far as what it predicts as I've you know went down my own spiritual journey, my own spiritual growth, and continue to do so. And so I wanted to share that with you guys and have been sharing it sporadically really over the last year because you, really, you don't have to read it in order. And um, yeah, but the last month and a half or two months or so, I've been pretty consistent on Fridays. It's... Uh, it's fun to read from Oneness, and uh, I think you guys enjoy it too. I get a lot of good feedback about it, so yeah, we'll do that here in a moment. But before we uh, get into reading today's chapter that uh, I randomly chose, by the way, I used, I've enjoyed using the last few weeks a random number generator, doing a little meditation, what chapter do people most need to hear? And uh, today it came, popped up with chapter 29, so that's what we're going we're gonna to read. But before we jump into that, I would like to take a moment and read a review on iTunes. Um, and you guys know also, I love my iTunes reviews. They not only help us to reach new people, but they help to certainly fuel my fire. And, uh, you know, as you guys complete the circle of love that I'm putting out to the world by giving me feedback, it, it, it feels so good and uh, helps us to reach new people. So definitely review on iTunes, please, 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 if you haven't done so. If not, that's OK, too. But I'll still love you. But uh, if you review, I will definitely appreciate it. And uh, so will the people that you help to find the show who 
perhaps need it. And it's your, your little, your review that, that makes it happen. Um, also, of course, uh, if you guys ever want to write in questions, why I'm thinking of it, please do that as well. I love getting questions from you guys. It's a great way for us to co-create the episodes together. You can write me, um, through the positivehead.com website or Brandon at positivehead.com, um, is my direct email on our Facebook group, which is Positive Heads with an S. And, um, you know, that's a great ever-growing group of listeners connecting, supporting each other, P-Heads, all in one place. Add your friends, family, other people. You guys can all add members. I don't know if you know that, but um, now you know. Uh, And invite people that you think will benefit. Um, Maybe that's a softer intro than getting them to listen to a show, just inviting them to the Facebook group. Uh, And um, yeah, yeah, okay. All that's out of the way. Let's see here. Um, Today's review is coming from A-W-I-S-N-I-O-W. A Wisneo? Yeah, okay. Hey Wisneo. Hey Wisneo. A Wisneo said, Brandon, thank you so much for your wonderful podcast. I discovered it just over a month ago and am so very grateful for the daily dose of positivity that it brings me. What sparked the review today was how spot on today's episode, number 578, was for me. Today I was mostly in alignment and happy, but then I got irritated about something insubstantial and it spilled over into a Skype call with my boyfriend. We are in a long distance arrangement for a short while. And so it really matters to me that I'm in a good place when we talk to make our interactions as high vibration as possible. I was beating up on myself for getting irritated and then letting it affect my conversation when I downloaded today's episode and bang exactly what I needed to hear. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and it's really inspiring that you make these episodes for us five days a week. I listen every single day. Thank you, Brandon. Agata? Agata? A-G-A-T-A? I don't want to butcher your name, but thank you so much for taking the time to review, however you pronounce it, and um, yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm really, really grateful to hear that you are um, enjoying it so much, and uh, that, you know, five, you know, for some people, of course, they listen five days a week. For others, they just choose random episodes, which I highly recommend doing, going and just, you know, choosing a number between one and same thing. Same thing I did today. I went and you can search a random number generator, okay, online and say that has limits on it. So you can put in, let's say there's 580 some episodes now. Um, you can put in between one and 585 and then do a little meditation, hit um, hit calculate and it'll spit out a number and that's your number to listen to for that day such a fun way we're going to actually build this into the new app that is forthcoming the positive head app but uh, such a great way to uh, play with the universe and synchronicity and see what message you need when you open yourself up in that way to the universe it will meet you i assure you uh to give you exactly what would best suit you out of all the content, all these shows that I've created over the last two and a half, you know, almost three years. And uh, it's also a great way to play and invite friends. Same thing. Challenge them. Hey, I know you're maybe not so sure if this woo-woo stuff is real or not. Let's play a little game. Give me, um, I'm going to, you know, give me a number. Get them to give you a number between one and whatever. And then and then send them that show and then have them give you feedback if it had something that really touched them and helped to open them up. So, yeah, I love those types of things. It's so fun to uh, see how we can co-create magic. And I believe this is such a soft entry into doing so. All right, here we go. 
Let's see. Chapter 29. Chapter 29 is what the powers that be beyond the veil have told us that we need to listen to or hear from today. And that's what the random number generator spitted it out. And uh, it's titled Transcending the Spiritual Dogmas of This Reality. A Spiritual Path Tailored to Every Seeker. There is no set way in which a being emerges into awareness at successive levels of perception. And even though each of you is on a similar journey through your experience of this particular level of reality, each of you has choreographed a unique dance that will not be experienced in quite the same way by another other than you. And so, while it is possible to generalize about some of the phenomena that characterize this stage of the journey, there is no guarantee that your particular experience will include those perceptions. Some of you will require a prolonged series of repetitions of certain aspects of the process in order to release the elements that are keeping you rooted in denser levels of awareness. Others will experience instantaneous realization of the essence of an experience without the necessity to have the point drilled into your awareness over and over again. These are choices each of you is making, and those choices determine the nature of your own unique journey. There are many traditional paths that offer formulas calculated to deliver the spiritual seeker to successive levels of awareness of one's divine connectedness. And these time-honored methods have helped many to experience a level of results in this timeless quest. Yet, it should be understood that one is not required to select from traditional methods and accepted spiritual disciplines in order to reach the levels that are possible. You are not limited to any menu at all in choosing how to realize oneness. For the possible path to the destination toward which you travel is limitless. Some have been discovered and developed into elaborate systems that, if followed carefully, will ease the journey somewhat in predictable ways. Yet, for some, such an approach is a bit like painting by numbers. The result will emerge upon the canvas either way. How one chooses to experience the process of the creation of one's work of art is optional. You may wish to experience your journey upon a well-trodden path, along with others equipped with maps and guidebooks and teachers who are willing to show you the way. But inevitably, all of these paths lead within. The guides in the guidebooks can lead you just so far. Ultimately, once your footing is established, the journey is a solitary experience that cannot be replicated. You are not required to select and to practice a recognized spiritual discipline or to subscribe to a religion in order to fully experience your sacred journey to oneness. You may wish to make such a choice, and you may derive great satisfaction and a powerful feeling of divine connectedness in doing so. But that is not to say that such a choice is appropriate for another seeker or that it would necessarily necessarily yield a comparable result. There are many who will choose to forgo the experience of a sacred journey via an established path and will source within their own inner sanctums a path that will will deliver them to the same destination. There are no right or wrong roads to oneness, and there is no predictable way of determining which of the infinite number of possible routes is the most direct. For each journey is unique. The determination as to how one wishes to proceed on one's spiritual on the spiritual path is one best made not from the linear considerations of the mind, but rather from one's experience of the process itself. 
It matters less what you may or may not have read or heard or been taught as to what is the correct way to proceed on the spiritual path than what your own experience has shown you to be so. When weighing the relative merits, merit, when weighing the relative merits of the various approaches to spiritual awakening, consider above all your own inner sensing of what is or is not truth for you. It is irrelevant that certain methods may have yielded results for untold thousands of years, if that is not your own personal experience of it. Do not be inclined to feel that you are inadequate in your practice of a given technique or discipline if after a given amount of time your experience is not rewarding. It may well be that what is missing is not in the the way the discipline is done, but rather in the energy you have brought to the doing. When one approaches any effort with the energy of reluctance or half-heartedness, the result will not be satisfying. When you choose a spiritual path because your mind tells you that you should, you can expect to be disappointed. When you practice a spiritual discipline begrudgingly, enduring the repetitions rather than savoring them, the methods will prove fruitless. For the vibrancy of any approach is based not on the mechanics of the practice, but upon one's total surrender to the direction in which the practice leads you. The key to one's success or failure at any given technique has nothing whatsoever to do with that technique, but rather with the energy of joyousness with which you approach it. When one approaches the practice of meditation, for example, with the underlying attitude that this is a waste of time or I'm not getting anywhere with this, you are virtually guaranteed that result. When one surrenders to the process itself, regardless of the style of one's practice, one has begun to lay a foundation for a wonderful experience. The expectation of a result has no place in any spiritual practice and is the greatest single obstacle to the realization of that result. When one is present in the moment in a state of heightened receptivity, one adds the essential ingredient to any spiritual practice. It matters not whether you choose to follow in the footsteps of your ancestors in your expressions of devotion or upon a path that no one has ever walked before, so long as your heart has led you to it. There is no point in pursuing any path or practice out of feelings of obligation. For the energy of reluctance serves to invalidate any possible positive results that may have been forthcoming. Guilt and shame have no place in one's selection of a vehicle for one's expression of divine connectedness, and regardless of whether those adverse emotions are the basis of one's continued adherence to to an ancestral path or the emotional remnants of having abandoned one, the vibration of reticence serves to sour the potential sweetness inherent in one's chosen direction. Choose your direction from a place of contentment and heartfelt connectedness, and you will have embarked upon a route that will nourish you well along the way. The sense of spiritual fulfillment that is sought universally is not dependent upon which affiliation is chosen or upon which of any number of rituals may or may not be performed. For the experience of joyous divine connectedness transcends all barriers of culture and belief and has been experienced since time immemorial by beings of all backgrounds. There's absolutely no truth in the allegations that one path is the only true path or that one people are the chosen people. These are constructs created by man upon a foundation of fear. All beings who themselves choose to recognize the truth of their own divine connectedness are the chosen people. For the choosing is not an action directed upon you by a divinity you would perceive to be external to you. The choosing is an affirmation sourced from the divinity within you of the connectedness. 
One seeks not to be identified as having been chosen, for that level of of choice is an attestation of separation from others and from source. One knows oneself to personify choice and bestows upon oneself the affirmation of that choice with every waking breath. Whether or not one chooses to express that state of beingness through rituals is also a matter of choice, and surely not a requirement for attaining nor sustaining a state of oneness. You who have been humbled under the yoke of fear into bearing the burden of the man-made dogmas of your world have been given a convoluted detour rather than a direct path to the divinity you seek. The beings who have instructed you in these practices have themselves been misled more often than not. And the fear-based tactics employed to bind you to a particular mode of worship are ones that have been used to ensnare the hearts of the very ones who teach such practices." When one stops to question such fear-based systems of religion, one can see quite easily the motivation built into these systems for perpetuating the spiritual tyranny that has been perpetrated upon so many of you. The God you long to know does not seek to control you or to punish you when you choose to express the free will with which you have been gifted. You have not been provided with the opportunity to experience your divinity in physical form simply to have you follow a particular prescribed routine. You have been given unlimited freedom of choice, and that choice encompasses all avenues of the expression of your innate divinity. The opportunity here, in these times of blossoming self-awareness, is to recognize the unlimited potential in who and what you are, and to gift yourself with permission to express that knowingness as you choose to. The free will that is inherent in the human condition is unconditional. You are free to do anything, be anything, and believe anything in any way it pleases you. That is your God-given birthright, and with that freedom goes the right to reap the ramifications of all actions." You yourself built that into the system so you would be able to experience the results of your choices. It is pointless, therefore, to expect that you would follow mindlessly on a prescribed course through life and to experience the predictable consequences. Naturally, that is what you have been taught to do by a society that has learned and in turn teaches that the path of constriction. Yet it is in your very nature to violate such rules. It is an integral part of your essence to know yourself as limitless and to balk at the barriers that would seek to bind you. That is why you place them here. That is why you chose to create the barriers that frustrate and infuriate you. That is the motivation for graphically depicting for yourself that which you are not in order to know unquestionably that which you are. You have chosen to create for yourself circumstances which would help you put into perspective your innate your innermost beliefs on certain core issues. The very fact that you're reading these words attests to the fact that your sense of spiritual identity is a focal point for you in this lifetime. And in order to arrive unquestioningly at the knowingness of your oneness with all creations, you've set about to confront yourself with a given set of barriers that would contradict and oftentimes violate the essence of that inner truth. The objective in creating such a scenario was surely not to have your divine essence crushed under the weight of the collective will of consensus reality. Rather, the opportunity in having experienced such pressures is to know unquestioningly that that which is not truth for you, and to have afforded yourself the opportunity to implement that knowingness out of freedom of choice. The fear-based dogmas which beckon to you throughout your world depict for you an example depict for you example after example of all that you are not. When you attempt to fit yourself into these molds, the discomfort 
level invariably becomes intolerable. Inevitably, you walk away regardless of whether that rift is expressed physically or simply a disconnection of heart. What is important as an adjunct to the experience of the rejection of a dogma with which you have been force-fed is to release fully any sense of obligation to the pressures that may come to bear upon you for your choice. It is pointless to walk away from one's religious heritage because the dogmas do not ring true and at the same time to feel guilty about it. It is equally pointless to continue to go through the motions of adherence to such modes of belief and to harbor feelings of a resentment about it. Either way, the energetic contradiction between the action expressed and the emotion repressed would set up conditions that would nullify, nullify the potential inherent in the act of devotion. In order to be truly free of the shackles of obligation perpetrated upon so many of you, it is necessary to shift one's loyalties. Your obligation is not the so-called truth that may have been handed down through generations of misguided seekers. Your obligation is to the truth that has been unearthed within the depths of your own heart and to that alone. For each of you, there is only one truth, your truth. It is contradictory to the very concept of spiritual devotion to subscribe to a school of thought forced upon you by the might of the masses when such concepts violate what you know to be your own inner truth. That is the challenge that has, been, that has divided man from his fellow man historically since time began. And that challenge is the one that all of humanity shares. The differences that divide you are the very concepts that, ultimately, you will embrace as a unified race of beings. The momentum for the transcendence of those differences is the hallmark of these times of transformation. When you look back upon what you consider to be your history, you will note, with rare exception, that the human race has been consistent across barriers of culture and denouncing their fellow men for their differences. It is presumed that if one is correct in one's perceptions and thus knows them to be truth, the differing perceptions of another being, therefore, constitute falsehood. It has only begun to dawn on the collective consciousness that the countless differences in perspective amongst you are not evidence of a world of falsehood, but rather a proof, proof of the infinite levels of divine truth personified by the presence of each of you. Each of you holds a unique vision and the experience of the divine connectedness of each is unparalleled. You may describe your experience of awakening with the same words as another being or may find in hearing or reading the words of another that the sentiments expressed describe your own. Yet language cannot begin to approximate the essence of the experience itself. And though there are many so-called authorities who have, who have peppered the spiritual path with reassuringly recognizable signposts, the actual experience is yours and yours alone. For language can only begin to touch the feeling of bonding with one's own divinity. When you speak, therefore, know that you speak for yourself alone. Your truth cannot be the truth of another being for each of you perceives the experience of life through a lens that has been designed to deliver a vision custom made for your eyes only. The opportunity in encountering the contradictory perceptions of another is to regard with fascination those differences. For the differing perceptions of another do not invalidate your own. They merely add the rich richness of contrast to the composite vision that is oneness. You will note the natural human tendency to gravitate toward individuals who share your general perspective on issues you would consider important. Within the context of those similarities, the subtle shades of differences are able to surface in order to permit each of you to fine-tune to yourselves nuances of the views you hold most dear. 
The contrast provided by the mirror of the vision of another being is the gift you bring one another in order that each of you may perceive his own vision more clearly. There's not one amongst you who has ever encountered another being who sees the world in exactly the same way you do. And that is as it was meant to be. Your differences in the macrocosm of your world have historically inspired the wars and human atrocities you have perpetrated upon one another. In these times, those differences are designed to inspire your collective recognition of the potential harmony inherent in that diversity. For if all were whistling the same one note, there would be no music. If all painted the canvas of their life's creation with the same favorite color, the collective would be a bland vision devoid of contrast or detail. When one ceases to give energy to the invalidation of the perceptions of another as a means of reinforcing one's own, one creates a space for the validity of all variations on a shaded vision and lays the groundwork for the mutual experience of harmony. This principle can be applied interpersonally and intellectually and ultimately forms the basis upon which the differences that now alienate you from one another become the force that unites you all. The key to harmonizing with the truth of another person's vision is to hold one's own truth as a treasure to be prized, honored, and protected. In your recognition of the truth of your perspective on the experience of life, you hold a priceless piece of the composite vision of reality. Resist the inclination to be dissuaded from what your experience and sensing have shown you to be so, for pressures will inevitably come to bear upon each of you to relinquish your perspectives and bend to the mindset of the collective. There are beings in positions of authority in every aspect of your reality whose task is to make you feel wrong about what you know to be right. The history of intimidation that has colored your world has resulted in the eradication of much that might have been of value where individuals free to express were individuals free to express the truth of their vision hold to your vision and know that your perspective is what it is because you are what you are unique your purpose in being present in physical form is to embody that uniqueness not for the purpose of imposing it upon another being but for the purpose of graphically depicting it to yourself Thus, the approach of choice when addressing your spiritual development is not to reject your cultural condition, conditioning simply for the purpose of substituting one vision for another if your purpose is to impose that view upon others. Your vision is sacred because it is yours alone. It is not your mission to convince others of the validity of what you know and the way you have chosen to express that knowingness. It is your mission to develop and explore the richness of the depths of that gold mine for your own benefit and to allow others the grace to exercise that same freedom. In the times to come, you will encounter much in the way of so-called new thought presented in self-righteous packaging by visionaries who blaze the trail at the new levels of human awareness. It is for you who are amongst those whose eyes are truly open to know that the collective experience of which you are a part does not come with a newly stylized set of rules and regulations. The truth that characterizes the essence of the new levels of awareness is no different than the underlying essence of all spiritual mastery. That which you seek is within yourself. In this way, nothing has changed at all. What has shifted is the awareness of so many of you that this is so. The harbingers of this truth throughout human history, have never sought to be deified for speaking it. They simply have been volunteers who sought to share what they themselves have knew to be so for the chance that might be inspired to make the same discoveries. The impetus for such action is the indescribable joy to be realized, to be enjoyed within one's own being in this process. 
It has surely not been the purpose of the divine messengers throughout your history to be placed upon an altar and to be worshipped. For in doing so, humanity has affirmed the very state of separation that all of creation strives to transcend. The momentum toward recognition of your mutual oneness with each other is not a new development that has been reversed for a new reserved for a new age. This truth is the essence of the timeless, the very foundation of all that is. The torchbearers of these times who illuminate the path of others do so in order to kindle the awareness of each that the true path leads within. The true teachers of your times do not seek to be exalted in your eyes. They have chosen to show you, by example, the validity of a vision in which each of you is exalted in your own eyes. Consider carefully the messages carried by those who claim to know the way. If the message imparted is one that inspires the aggrandizement of that teacher, consider very carefully carefully before following in those footsteps. For in these times, many are awakening, and it is the gifted amongst you who knows that your own exalted vision is not a basis for commanding the devotion of others. The freedom to worship as your as you choose is your God-given birthright. There is no one who knows better than you do the devotional path that is the most gratifying for you. Resist the inclination to allow the enthusiasm of your heart to be dampened by the fears of others who may be threatened by your newfound sense of spiritual direction. Know that their path is their own choice. And if family members have chosen to carry on with a particular religious tradition, that is their right. Yet, It is not one that they have the right to impose upon you. You are not obligated to participate in rituals simply because that is the heritage of your family in this lifetime. Participate if it gives you pleasure to do so, and you will have exercised the highest choice. Likewise, resist the temptation to attempt to convert family members and friends to your newfound spiritual direction if openness is not demonstrated. Your path is your own, and it is no more your right to try to convince another being of your personal truth than it is for them to do so. Allow others the freedom you would want to enjoy, and you will have demonstrated the very thing you would most wish to share with others. Teach by example that which you are inclined to share, for your action speaks far more clearly than any theory you may feel inspired to impart. This is the best possible way to communicate to those who are alarmed by your choices where you really stand on issues they can relate to. Show them how you have applied your newfound vision of reality to your life. Let them observe your non-reactive approach to confrontations that may once have triggered major battles and provide for them a living example of the results of releasing the emotionally charged remnants of your personal history. This is the best possible way to communicate to the dubious amongst your inner circle the kinds of choices you have made. This is the strongest way to impart the message you would most wish to have heard by those who don't want to hear it, for it is far more powerful to live your truth than to preach it. Many will be intrigued and will watch from a distance as you progress in your metamorphosis. Be less concerned with what others may or may not be thinking than with the essence of your own experience. They will be integrating much into their awareness simply by being around you. And although they are unlikely to admit it to you, chances are that many will be touched in profound ways by being close enough to walk beside you through these times. Do not expect that others will necessarily be converted to your vantage point simply by virtue of their proximity to you. Yet knows Yet know that they will have been affected in ways that they themselves do not understand by having accompanied you on this segment of your journey. Be patient with the beings who life has placed close 
closest to you in these times, for you are serving as a teacher for many, simply by being who you really are. Ah, what a powerful chapter. How perfect right here at the holidays, <laughs> as you guys are going to be mixing it up with family. We've talked a lot about that over the last few days. So this one, it's apparent to me why why it was chosen for us, by us, through us, etc. <laughs> and I love also talking about the different practices, like bringing joy to it if that's there's where the power is not there's no right way to meditate no right ritual right any of that it's what resonates with you what it see what it's pointing back to time and time again you are your own unique key you are the key holder others can point the way um you know i can help point the way at times others can point the way that are in your life you can help point the way to others but at the end we all choose and we all must realize we have our own unique path and by the way, whether you've come to realize it or not, you chose this character that is you with all your perspectives, with all these things, and you're recreating it anew in every moment as well. So if you've ever not loved yourself, realize this was the perfect choice for you, and it's why you made it prior to coming here. So turning back to the self-love thing we've been talking about, loving yourself, honoring your own choices, speaking and owning your own truths, not needing to force them on anyone else. And that is the the walk of someone who really gets it. That is the the way to navigate down the path in a way that really is powerful, peaceful, profound, and um, just plain beautiful. <laughs> and you are all plain beautiful, and this has been a beautiful experience. We're out of imaginary time for today, but I'll be back. Until next time, I do have a song to leave you with. This is Spoken Bird. Hold On is the name of the song. Until next time, journey well. Love you all. Also, if you're craving more consciousness-elevating content, be sure to check out Gaia, which is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web, where you can stream an incredible 7,000-plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration. And if you're looking to journey deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. 